following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. The Tip of the Cap podcast is brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality gear for the player who expects more for their money. Visit them today at www.stingerwoodbats.com and use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your next order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Tip of the Cap Podcast. I, as always, am Coach Jaws here to bring you all the cool, fun, awesome baseball stuff. I am here going to hit you with a quick episode today, uh, trying to be more consistent in the wild times of this spring and early summer in the baseball world. First and foremost, uh, big, big shout out and congratulations to Coach Klingersmith and the boys at NCCC on their World Series runner-up. It was a great season, falling just run short to a very, very good team out there. What an incredible run, an incredible time for those guys. Uh, big, big, big congratulations going up north to the Thunderwolves. Um, you know, it, it's awesome to always see guys, especially the amount of guys here from Western New York, uh, that have an impact on that program and the success up there. A hard-working group, great group of guys up there running that program. And a big, big shout-out and congratulations to them on a fantastic season and an incredible run. Uh, obviously, always want to win the last one, but only one team can do so. And to be one of the final two is nothing at all to scoff at. Again, last time, big, big, big congratulations to the NCCC team. And uh, from there, it's been an interesting ride so far this year. Interesting uh, interesting season to, to start. Uh, one of the things that I have come to notice this year is there is a very distinct, distinct thing that is happening uh, from a lot of the groups and teams that I've seen play and you know other coaches that I've spoken to and stuff. And that is very much that uh, defense is kind of down this year uh, across the board in high school baseball. They're, I mean, I, I know I've seen it in the games that I've coached with my guys and something that we are battling every day to get better at, uh, and I've seen it from a lot of other teams. And You know, uh, it, it's weird. It's it, it's an interesting season. Uh, it's very feels very rushed, you know, it. We have a lot of games left, and at the same time, only about two and a half weeks left in our season as a whole. And just across the board, uh, we've played some very, very good teams, very good competition. And the one thing that always seems to be the determining factor in games, it's not pitching. Uh, it's not pitching, and it's not hitting. Every team can hit right now. And I think a lot of that is a testament to the fact that so many places exist where players can go and swing the bat and take batting practice and get better at hitting a baseball. Uh, we're kind of seeing almost the opposite effect of what you see in the pros right now, where obviously pitching is kind of dominating the game. And whether your view on that is because of the style of swing, the style of play, whatever, I'm not here to debate that. Quite frankly, I, you know, I don't really have a ton of an opinion other than if you want to hit better then you need to train to hit better. Um, and I believe the data kind of helps pitchers currently. However, that being said, uh, I think we're seeing kind of the opposite effect this year in the high school ranks, at least, where everyone can hit, everyone can swing it. You know, teams are, are putting the ball in play. They're putting the barrel on the ball. And, you know, even against good, solid pitching, uh, you know, I, I can I can tell you that I've seen 
you know, as, as much as I've seen a lot of the word no hitter thrown around or one or two hits, stuff like that, uh, a lot of teams, there's a lot of guys that can really swing it. And really what it boils down to, the thing that I've seen that has swung every game that I've been a part of or that I've had the pleasure to to watch this year is defense. Um, you know, it, it always comes down to that one inning that a bad play, you know, a free 90 gives, you know, gives guys some life. And then, you know, next thing you know, uh, a base hit, a walk, and you're two. You're chasing two runs all of a sudden. Uh, it's very much, very much different than years past. And you know you, you can see it too. Uh, the the difference in team play when you play on turf to going to a dirt field and vice versa. Um, you know, and it's just it, it's one of those things that I, I think I'm a little surprised, but at the same time, when I look through and I think about it, it, it defense is one of the hardest things to really train you can drill things you can rep things but short of actually taking full tilt infield on actually batted balls uh it's hard to really really train guys to play and make plays defensively and it's something that you need not only room so if it's indoors there's not a ton of places that have a full-fledged uh, freestanding area to play, to take a full infield to to you know to read fly balls. Obviously, indoors that's almost impossible in this area. Um, you know, very few places have a high enough ceiling to even get kind of a fly ball or fly ball practice in. Especially then you add in factors like wind and actual spin on the ball off the bat. You uh, you know pressure situations runners in scoring position it's not just field and throw field and throw it's making a full length throw it's making a throw with some some effort behind it with some you know uh i i'm blanking on the word i'm looking for but some urgency there we go some urgency behind it you know to to take and make a play where you know a guy hits a ball at you and maybe you don't feel it super clean you don't have time to just Make sure my feet are set. Make sure everything's going the right direction. Sometimes you got to just get it and get rid of it. And training those things is tough outside of actually training those things in either simulated or in actual game scenario. And because, I mean, I know it was 700 and some odd days since my team had played. And for some teams, it wasn't as long. Other teams, it was longer. Um you know, depending upon when and how your season ended back way back in 2019. But I can tell you that across the board to me, it seems like defensively teams are struggling a little bit this year. And a lot of that has to do solely with the fact that defense is hard to train, you know, especially training alone. You can go, you can hit off a tee, you can hit off a machine. If you have a parent, mom or dad who goes out and can throw some BP to you, you have a brother or a friend in the neighborhood, um, you know, there's you can pitch, you need one other dude or you need a net that you can work pitching, you can work grips, you can work rotation, stuff like that. The thing that is hard to train unless you have time, space and people is to train defense. And, you know, you need uh, someone to, you need a bucket of balls. You need somebody who can hit the ball to you. You need somebody who can hit the ball to you well enough to give you good, solid repetition. And to go and make the the plays and make them with that sense of urgency, to make them with that, I need this throw to be on and I need to be hard. I need the throw to be hard. You know, it, it's hard to train that without 
having time, space, and resources to do so. Uh, you know, and it, it's very interesting to me to see that type of thing in years past. You know, you uh, defensive play is generally underrated. You know, everyone talks about the guy who throws 90 or the guy who hits just hits absolute tanks. But the ability to make plays when plays need to be made to make the, the hard play and the routine play consistently Um you know the ability. You know we we had a situation in in our game yesterday where a a double play would have ended an inning, and instead it, you know we we didn't end up getting the the out on the back end, and that ending inning ended up being extended, and we ended up giving up a run or two. Uh, you know where in years past, you know maybe maybe that play gets made, the inning ends, and you know we end up tying the game instead of uh, instead of losing the game by one and the seventh um you know it's interesting just across the board to see and i'll be honest i didn't think um i i didn't think there was a ton of i really didn't think there was a great chance i should say that there if if something was going to make or break a team this year it was going to be defensive play um you know we I had the had the chance to talk to Tom Prince of Western York Athletics a few times, and you know we talked about how pitching is going to be a premium this year. You know, just the number of games, the compact season. We've been lucky enough, knock on wood, to not get backed up too terribly much right now. But you know, pitching is definitely at a premium. You know, having a number of guys who can pitch, a number of guys who have um, the ability to get on the mound and give you innings is huge. But the thing that really supports that, especially when you're talking about pitching depth, you know, you're not, uh, no one's going to have guys that are four, five, six deep that throw upper 80s with electric stuff. You need guys who can keep the ball down and get ground balls. So, what really is at a premium this year is defensive, is clean defensive play. And seeing a season that so far has been, you know, kind of, kind of rushed, you know, they're like, I, I know. As a coach, I have felt rushed this year. There's things that we haven't been able to go over. I have guys that, you know, um, might be primarily one position playing another position because of the nature of the season, the nature of the team, and just put it trying to put the best team out there that we can. That you know don't have that that polish that you know guys in past years have had, and a lot of that comes from those that time frame from the beginning of March into late March, early April, where it's practice and grilling and what do you what do you do in those times you know you it's it's you know when you're stuck in a gym you know you go over situations you go over repetitions you work the drill work and then when you get outside when you you know for us we have a field house that's big enough to get a full 90 foot infield in you know you you make the plays you make them think you put pressure on them you put base runners out there so they have to know where everyone is and know where everyone is going and where to go with the ball and you know working on communication and stuff like that and all of those things end up going into a full tilt season where this year that that month to month and a half when the weather is not great and you know maybe you go to Florida for a spring trip where you get to see that stuff and then come back and rep things that you need to be better at that was packed into 10 days 10 days this year and it's no you know no real surprise that if you really give it some critical thought that the the thing that is suffering a little bit is is the defensive play uh, across the board and you know, seeing the defensive play from teams that are, you know, normally 
dirt teams where you know you play on grass and dirt and the ball kind of moves differently so you, maybe you you sit back a touch and you know kind of make a play on the ball where on turf you know it's more of a clean more of a steady steady run and you can come up and be a little bit more aggressive and seeing teams like that are a grass team go to turf or turf teams go to grass the game's a little different and you know maybe in years past where you would take some time and work some some drills or some you know maybe go to a, a local park or somewhere that doesn't have turf and get some reps in on natural surfaces goes away or maybe you know I mean, I, I can tell you that we have the fortunate ability to use an indoor training facility at times and, you know, getting reeds off dirt off the floor in our field house and then off you know the turf of the facility, the whatever is, is the new flooring of our field house at the high school. And then outside on the dirt, it gives you different looks and different feels and it kind of kind of builds you up a little bit where this year it's been all on dirt and, you know, because of the compactness of the season, you, you can take ground balls, but then, you know, there you have to be careful with throwing and the arms and pitching and everything else. It, it's been a lot this year and it's been different. And I can, t- I'm speaking from experience on my end that it's, it's been interesting to juggle those things and then to really grill and be defensively sound in the way that we want. And again, the way I've seen other teams, you know, come out and play kind of the same thing with them. Uh, it just across the board defensively, it seems to be a little bit of a tough year this year. And uh, I, I think it's a very interesting point to bring up with the idea of the compact season, the late start, and then uh, working within the confines of what the state has given us to work with of drop dead end dates and then going into summer play this year. Uh, it, it's It's been every bit the wild season we've anticipated, but at the same time, a little bit different than what I think I personally expected. You know, every team can swing it. I think we, I think we knew that going in. Um, you know, the the pitching has been as good as we've expected and hoped. And I think you know when you see teams that are doing well, either their pitching is lights out to the point where there's not a lot of stress put on the defense, or the teams that are doing well play clean some clean defense. Um, you know, and when those teams don't have clean defensive days I can speak from experience on this one when we don't play clean defensively we don't you know we we struggle we we're in a dogfight uh and games can get away quick with one or two because of the way teams can hit and there are a lot a lot of good hitting teams this year you know you make one or two mistakes in an inning and a good hitting team makes you pay for two three four six runs sometimes and it can get game can get away from you pretty quick this year quicker than I think other years have kind of led to um that being said, uh, some some updates on me and some things that I have going on. Obviously, uh, I haven't been nearly as consistent with the show as I want to be. Uh, I do have some things lined up as as things start to wind down for the high school season for me. Just trying to get things moving in the right direction to get back on track and more consistent here. Uh, I have some guests lined up along with you know some some Division One players that are currently going and playing in. Uh, collegiate leagues around the country i have um some some guys in the independent leagues that are looking to come on the show and talk about life and independent league baseball uh, especially now that some of the top independent leagues are owned by major league baseball and some guys have just taken different paths into the ranks of uh, of pro baseball uh and speaking of pro baseball obviously there is uh the amazing time of 
we don't know how long it'll last. It'll obviously depend on the border and how things go with our Canadian friends up north. But we currently have the Buffalo Blue Jays, sorry, the Toronto Blue Jays, who are currently playing in Buffalo. Um, you know, just that's going on, and that's kind of been a nice shot in the arm for a lot of people to be able to go and see live professional baseball uh, here in Buffalo downtown. And I know that uh, there are a lot of people that have gone and been excited about that. Uh, you know, we've got the multiple leagues uh, starting, you know, for the older guys that are out of college locally, Triple ABA, Triple A Muni, Double A Muni, uh, MABL, all of those things firing up in the next few weeks if they haven't already. And just getting in, getting after it, and having all kinds of baseball to be played here in Western New York. And uh, the last thing I'm going to touch on here before I go and got to get myself ready for a game that it looks like the weather is going to be able to hold out for. We are coming in hot on uh, a very fun topic that I would love to get a couple of my umpire friends on the horn to discuss. Uh, you know, there's there's been some umpiring shortages this year. Um, I know our JV team at the high school has had one umpire more often than not this year when they're you they usually get two and then freshmen and down end up getting one the uh, our modified team actually doesn't have a an umpire scheduled for a single game that they have on the books right now and are always looking for people to come and help uh so anybody if, if anybody in the western area is looking for um some time to get some umpiring in you know let me know reach out shoot me a uh, a message on Facebook, on Twitter, if you have my phone number, uh, reach out. We're always looking for guys to fill in and help us out and get us umpires for our modified games. And uh, obviously, shout out to the guys from the Western York Umpire Association who are out there, who are grinding every day, taking game after game after game after game, sometimes working both sides of a double header, stuff like that, uh, who are putting in the hours, putting in the work, and putting in the mileage to get it done and give these kids someone uh, behind the plate and someone in the base paths. I know at times we do give umpires a hard time, um, you know, hoping maybe not always in the best ways, but, you know, hoping to, to make them better and make them more consistent. But at the same time, uh, I want to express the appreciation for them going out and doing the job because obviously, uh, someone has to do it and we appreciate those guys that are out there doing it every day and uh, putting it out there for us, obviously making money doing it, but also doing it because they love it. And uh, anybody who wants to join the ranks of the Western York Empire Association, you can reach out to them, find out how to do that, uh, you know, make a little side cash, and obviously you know, stay involved in the game of baseball. Maybe if your playing days are over or you know, maybe you want to stem from coaching to umpiring, they could always use extra bodies to go out and do the job. And last but not least, a little update for you guys. Uh, I know last week I put the episode out about my friend Eric Saladin and his son Lincoln. Um, you know, the Western Gumpires and Tom Nagar have put out the GoFundMe page. And, you know, there's been a, a fantastic, fantastic outpouring for Eric and Lincoln and the family. Uh, a lot of support, a lot of love for those guys. Lincoln is home. Uh, I actually was lucky enough to see Eric on Monday. He stopped out at the field. He lives nearby and stopped out, took his other three kids for a walk. And I know they are happy to have their brother home. Eric is happy to be home and have his son at home with them. And, um, you know, anybody who was able to donate, uh, I believe the GoFundMe page may still be up. If it is, go any, again, any donation, any help will help them out. Uh, Lincoln is a, a great, great fighter. 
And I wanted to share that message with you guys that he is home. He is doing well from what I have heard. And um, again, thank you for everyone who has reached out, donated, shared the link and gotten the word out about Eric Lincoln and their story. Um, Here's to hoping that the worst is past and that we are in a spot where Uh, That young man can start living a healthy, happy, and normal life with his siblings and his family around all the time. And that is a, you know, a a great thing to wrap up on is this, the, the, the good that can be done by the baseball community. I know there's a lot of, you know, every, every episode, if not every other episode, I talk about the toxicity of the world of social media and the toxicity of the baseball world and social media and some of the bad things that come out and the bad things that can come up from the realm of just people bickering and going back and forth and the ugliest sides of people that come out on social media. But something like this, something like, uh, you know, a guy who is uh, one of the genuinely one of the nicest and best people I know. And having you know anybody from people who know and people who've met him once to perfect and complete strangers seeing, reading his story, and donating, uh, it's fantastic. And it's stuff like this that that you know kind of restores hope in the world around us to show that there is more out there than what always meets the eye. Uh, and all you have to do is just look hard enough. And um, you know, I, I can tell you personally, and I can tell you from the standpoint of multiple, multiple other baseball people, baseball coaches, baseball minds out there. The block button is your best friend. Don't get lost up in the sludge. Don't get lost up in the lost in the toxicity. Don't don't get lost in the garbage that's out there from time to time uh based on what you see. Uh, a lot of times the the ugly sides of, of the world are the sides that get the most press, the most publicity. And that's not always what you want to see. So if you see it Block it, get it out, um, you know, mute people, block people, get them out of there and and find, sift through it and find the good stuff, share the good stuff, share the good stories and everything else. And I can tell you that I've been trying to do more and more of that myself, um, be it funny anecdotes that, you know, pop up and happen to me, my common general commentary on some of the things around me um, and, you know, spreading just good, happy and better things than you know, your standard run of the mill, not so good stuff that is out there. Uh, that being said, I'm going to wrap it up here. I have to go get ready, uh, get myself ready for a non-league game today. And uh, I have about 14 minutes at the time that I'm going to push the stop button to get myself cleaned up and ready to go. I've had a long morning. I've got a few more things to finish up. Hopefully I'm not late or I will be in some trouble and we will go from there. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. As always, uh, the Tip of the Cap podcast broke the 20,000 subscriber mark this month, this past month of May. And this is one of the things that has kind of reinvigorated me to be more consistent with episodes and putting things out there, getting guest hosts, obviously around the world of baseball in specifically Western New York, but also elsewhere. I am going to work hard to get more people on and hopefully, hopefully I have some big news for you guys coming up. Um, some things that I have in the works that are going to be kind of a big deal for me and my life. So uh, every single person who has ever clicked play, even just once on any episode, all my subscribers out there, everyone who listens regularly, thank you all for everything. It is absolutely humbling to have reached that 20,000 listener mark, uh, 20,000 subscriber mark. And I look forward to putting more and more out there. Um, as always, Tip of the Cap Podcast is, is a member of the BICBP Radio Network, www.bicbp-radio.com. 
backslash tip dash of dash the dash cap. And you can go there, check me out. Obviously, you know, if you're hearing me, you know about me, but maybe you don't know about my other projects with uh, Tip of the Cap or not Tip of the Cap, Hats, Hats and Stats, which is a Buffalo-centric pro sports podcast and Common Debauchery, a podcast kind of about a little bit of everything and a whole lot of nothing, uh, just bantering back and forth with my good buddy, Rotten Jack. Uh, and obviously, there's also my little side project with my other friends from the network, the Network Sports Talk Show, where we kind of talk about everything. We're putting a new episode out this weekend about cheating in sports. Uh, we've talked about everything about what qualifies somebody as a Hall of Famer, um, and all kinds of other stuff, you know, check that out. That is a monthly special that we put out for you guys to tune into. Uh, Hats, Tats, and Stats is currently running a Best Fictional Athlete fan voting poll. You can find that on Hats, Tats, and Stats Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on the Sports Host app. Uh, anybody out there looking for non-toxic social media on sports, the Sports Host app is great. Shoot me a message. I'll get you a link to download that. It is fantastic. It is a all about being united by sport and where uh, nobody belongs, but everyone fits in, I believe is their tagline or something along those lines or nobody fits in, but everyone belongs, I believe is what it is. So, uh, thanks for tuning in guys. This has been tip of the cap podcast. I am coach Jaws, and we will catch you guys next time. Hi, I'm young Andrew Wentz. My dream is to be a podcaster on an awesome network talking about random topics and just having fun. Whoa, what's that beam of light? Hey, young Andrew Lenz. It's me, Andrew Lance from the future, telling you that your dream is going to come true. What? No way! Yeah, you're going to have an awesome podcast called Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? And new episodes come out every Sunday on... PSAP!